There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. It's the last song of the series, y'all. How many of you this series has been a blessing to you? It's been amazing. Let's lift our Bibles, make our confession of faith together. Let's go. I'm ready to hear, then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, have your way. Speak to us with clarity. Speak to us with strength and speak to us with power. We rebuke into any interference right now in the name of Jesus. And we say, Lord, take over and speak to us. We are ready to receive. We re release anything that would block. We release anything that would stop. And we say, God, do your thing in us. In Jesus' name. Everybody lift your hands and say, Lord, I'm ready to receive. So let's go. Guys, our series is called Summer Playlist. This is the last week of the series, last two messages, today and Wednesday. We've been taking secular songs each week and extracting spiritual principles. And here is the last one for the series. Watch this. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. Here's a new song. Somebody say, before I let go. Come on, over your mouth, say, before I let go. I'm so excited for this word. Let's go. Now, wait a minute. Before we get there, I just need y'all to know Beyonce didn't originate that. I, I just need y'all to know this song is a combination. Some of y'all know something about that Frankie Beverly and that maze. And, and some of y'all know something about that cameo. Now, my millennials are like, cameo? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Listen, say before I let go. And let's look. Genesis 25 and 21 says this. And Isaac prayed to the Lord for his wife because she was buried. Now, the Bible tells us that God is the God of what? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, which means God is a generational God, which is why you have to realize you're the generational curse breaker. Because when you were born, God began something new in your bloodline. And it does not matter what it was. Somebody say, it's new with me. 
See, watch me. Abraham wasn't the first man in the Bible. In fact, Abraham's father's name was Terah, T-E-R-A-H. You do not hear God referred to as the God of Terah, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because Terah decided to be a curse perpetuator, not a curse breaker. So God says, I refuse to be identified with Terah because he wanted to do what I called him not to do. He says, I chose to identify myself as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because Abraham decided, watch me, he was going to break the curse. And I need you to lay your hands on yourself saying, I have decided. What does that mean? You've decided to be the first one in your bloodline to accomplish what no one else in your bloodline has accomplished. You decided to be the line crosser, the boundary breaker, and the curse breaker. And watch me, it does not mean that you are perfect. It just means I decided. I need you to realize your decision is about to produce you some amazing results. I need you to open up your mouth. Say, my decision is about to produce some amazing results. Bishop, how do you know that in the scripture, when the Bible's talking about Job, it says, and you shall, watch me, decree a thing and it shall be established. But the original Hebrew text says, and you shall decide a thing and it shall be established. Which means when God knows you've really made up your mind, you better get ready for manifestation. Uh, you miss me. For some of you, the reason you haven't seen it happen yet is because you ain't made up your mind that it's going to happen. But I just need to check this room and I need to check some of y'all watching online to make sure that you have got your faith in a place to where you say, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I have decided that it is going to happen. For those of you that have decided, please lift up both of your hands and say, Lord, I have decided. Come on. So he is referred to as the God of, hey, you have decided to be what? You ain't going to be broke. You have decided what? You ain't going to live in debt. You have decided you're going to have an amazing marriage. You have decided all your house is going to be safe. You have decided you're not living in fear and anxiety and panic. You have decided you're not living in depression. You have decided that you're going to change the world. I have decided. So because of this, now we look. He's the God of what? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. So let's look at Genesis 25. And 21 is talking about Isaac. So it says this, and Isaac prayed to the Lord, watch me, for his wife because she was barren. Stop. Here's a prayer principle. Whatever you're over, you have the power to pray for. I'm going to say it again. Whatever you're over, you have the power to pray for. What does this mean? Isaac is the covering for his wife, had the ability to ask for his wife. Now, that's important because some of you, you're, you're frustrated about stuff that you are over and you have the ability to use your mouth to see it change. His wife wasn't, watch me, she was barren, and Isaac prayed for her. Isaac wasn't barren, she was. But because he had, watch me, because he was her husband and her covering, he said, since I cover her, let me pray for her to see results. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying today. See, anything you find yourself over, you better know you got the power to pray for and see results happen. For every parent, stop talking about, I don't know why my kid's like this. Baby, you're over them. You better use your mouth and... And Isaac prayed to the Lord for his wife because she was what? Barren. And the Lord did what? Granted his prayer and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. Now, look at this. The answer to his prayer is a struggle. All right? All right? The, she couldn't have kids. She's what? Barren. Now he prays. And when he prays and says, Lord, I want my wife to conceive, God says, fine. But here's the answer. The answer to your prayer is a struggle. You were dealing with the struggle of being buried. No, now you're going to deal with the struggle of having two kids. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why y'all are looking at me like this. See, for many of you, watch me. What, what happened when God answered your prayer, he answered it with a different type of struggle. 
So you're not struggling with what you were struggling with when you prayed for it. Now you've got a different struggle that comes with the being blessed. Can I help you understand something? Being blessed comes with struggles. Being favored comes with struggles. You'll understand it in a minute. But all he's saying, God, if you're with me, why am I going through this? God said, do you not know that being favored comes with another struggle? Because when you're favored, now you got haters. You didn't have no haters when you were broke, busted, and disgusted. But now that you're favored, people don't like it because they wish God was doing it for them. Bishop, what do you mean the answer to his prayer is a struggle? Look at verse 22. The children, it's right there on the screen, did what? Struggled. Together. Where? In her. She went from saying, God, I'm mad I can't have no kids, to now both of these suckers are struggling in me. Y'all better hear me. For some of you, God answered your prayer. You just thought that the prayer's answer was going to alleviate problems, not realizing it was going to create some new ones. But I'd rather have the struggle of being blessed than the struggle of being broke. I'd rather have the issue of people hating on me than people not having anything to find. I'd so the children did what? They struggled together within her. And look what she says. If, if, if it is thus, New King James says like this, if this is God, why the struggle? English Standard says, if, if it is thus, why is this happening to me? How many of you in the last seven months, you have asked God that question? God, if this is you, why is this a struggle? If this is you, why is this a struggle? Aren't you supposed to make it easy? And here's my question to you. When did he promise you that? He ain't never said that. He doesn't make it easy. He makes it worth it. So look at verse 22. The children struggle together within her. And she said, if it is you. In other words, let me translate. It's on the screen. I want to let go. Because if this is God, why am I struggling? But before I let go, I wish you spoke the king's English. She said, I want to let go. In other words, I prayed to get pregnant. Now I'm pregnant. I want to abort. I prayed to be used by God. Now that I'm a leader, I want to be sloppy. You ain't going to talk to me. I prayed. I prayed for God to use me, and now that I get used, I feel used. I prayed to be the curse breaker in my bloodline, and now they cursing at me because I'm breaking the curses. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. I prayed to be favored by God and men, and now that you got your boss's favor, now your coworkers don't like you. You got me? <laughs> Here it is. She says, I want to let go. How many in the last seven months, there's something you just wanted to let go of? Look, my hands up, my feet are up, elbows up, ankles up, kneecaps up, eyebrows up. She said, Rebecca said, I want to let go. I want to let go. I want to let go but before I let go let me pray cause maybe this ain't the devil maybe this is God I wanna let them have it but before I let go maybe God's teaching me patience come on 
I want to clap back, but before I clap back, I, I need you to open your mouth and say, before I let go. She said, I want to let go because if this is God, look at me, why am I struggling with it? What's the struggle mean? It's not an easy flow. Like what's easy, what should be easy is hard. Oh, listen, I, prom I promise you, I understand this. I get Rebecca's plight. You're like, God, why is something that should be so easy so hard? And watch me. And it's not even me that the problem is. It's what I'm carrying. The Bible says the children struggled, watch me, within her. Which means my issue isn't necessarily what I'm dealing with. It's the people I got to deal with with what I'm dealing with. Y'all ain't going to get this. She says, I want to let go. But before I let go, <laughs> come on, y'all catch the song. Somebody say, before I let go. Look at the end of the verse. She went to inquire of the Lord. And let me tell you where many Christians mess it up. It's right here. You let go and you ain't asked God. You think because you're emotional about it that God somehow is concerned that you're having a bad day. And you think your bad day gives you a license to let go. You, th you think because you ticked off, that gives you a license to let go. I'm going to go here. You think because somebody betrayed you that that gives you a license. Listen, Judas is going to hang himself. You are responsible for making it happen. Okay, you think because they don't carry their end of the bargain, you don't have to carry yours. You think because he walked out being daddy that you get a chance to walk out being mama. You think that he walked because she walked out being mama, you got an option to let go of being daddy. But I need you to open up your mouth and say, I can't let go. Woo! Say, but before I let go, let me ask God about it. Because there's some stuff, there's some stuff, there's some stuff. Watch me. That if there's no struggle, there's no stretch. If there's no stretch, there's no growth. What does God take us from faith to faith, from glory to glory? Which means there's a stretch involved. How do you know what you're doing ain't God? You're not stretched. And watch me. And not stretched where you want to be stretched. Stretch how he knows you need to be stretched. So you keep saying, I just want to be, I want to grow in this area. And God says, I don't care nothing about that. I need to deal with your heart. I don't care nothing about that. I want to be stretched physically, and God's stretching you emotionally. God, but this ain't God because I'm not stretched the way I want to. Look at me. Let me tell you. You're going to miss why God sent you to the earth trying to be stretched the way you want to be stretched. Let's look at the verse. She says, she says, I want to let go. But before I let go, why is this happening to me? So what did she do? She went to inquire of who? The Lord. And look at the Lord's answer. This is his answer to you. For everybody, who, who, who has prayed something like that? Online, do the hand wave emoji. If you're in the building, wave your hand. You have prayed something like that in the last 45 days. Mm -hmm. Here's the answer. You ready? Go on and sow into this once I give you the answer. You ready? No, this is simple because your answer is right here. Oh, my God. You got your answer. And the Lord said, notice, he didn't take the struggle. He taught her its purpose. 
Let me answer you. He's not taking the struggle. Amen, church. Thanks for coming out. He's not taking it. He's just going to tell you why. Now, some of y'all don't like that answer. Some of y'all are like, nah, Bishop, tell me it's about to be over. And in three days, it's going to be a turnaround. Oh, it's going to be a turnaround, a turnaround in how you handle it. Because you're going to stop threatening God to let it go. And when he knows that you're going to carry it full term, he'll trust you with bigger. What was she really asking God? See, uh, I, I learned, I learned, I learned, I learned that the average pregnancy can be anywhere between what? Nine and ten months. Nine and ten months. All right. They've always told us nine months. It can be between nine and ten months. Now, now, now take this out. You have to carry it full term. Otherwise, what you release won't be ready for the world. So you're going to have to hook it up to life support because you wouldn't deal with the struggle. Which means if you don't deal with the struggle on this side, you're going to deal with another struggle on the other side. Either way, you're going to have to deal with a struggle. So if you pay now, watch me, you pay now, you pay later, you pay later, you pay greater. Let me back that thing up. You pay now, you pay later, you pay later, you pay greater. So check this out. God says to her, he says, two nations are in your womb. He says, let me, let me help you understand something, Rebecca. Rebecca. Becky. Listen, um, you asked me. You asked me. You, you, you said I'm barren. And I gave you what you asked for. You thought I was only going to give you one child. I decided because of all the trouble you went through that I was going to give you double for all of your trouble. But double meant the struggle was going to be double too. See, some of you, the issues you're dealing with is because you ain't just going to have a house in Denver. You're going to have one in Atlanta too. Y'all ain't going to say that to me. See, for some of you, the issue you're dealing with is because what you're dealing with ain't even about one. It's because somebody shall double. You ain't just about to release one book. You're about to release two. You... On three, holler double. One, two, three. He says two nations are in your womb. Say both of them. Two nations in your womb. I got to move. And two peoples from with you shall be divided. Here it is. Um, the one shall be stronger than the other. The older shall serve the younger. In other words, he said, the normal order of things. Here it is. The normal order of things is about to be reversed. What does that mean? You were at the back. I'm going to reverse the order and put you to the front. In Hebrew culture, the older, watch it, the older was always supposed to serve the younger. That, that's the way it worked in Hebrew culture. In fact, the oldest son got the blessing, and then uh, that's the way that it worked. And so if you were the oldest son, there was the blessing. But the Bible says, God says, I'm going to reverse the order of things. The normal order is you apply and it takes 45 days. Here's the new order. They're going to just give it to you. See? 
See, yeah, yeah. You don't even know what you're sitting under. I wish you could catch a clue right here. See, the normal order is that you're supposed to go through 12 months of this and another 12 months of that and another 12 months of this. But God says, I'm going to reverse the normal order and the way it's supposed to be. I'm going to change it so that it works for you. And he is the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Do you want to know who the younger one was? Jacob. Someone said he's reversing the order for me. See, the normal process, watch me, for those of you dealing with legal situations, please, y'all, let me prophesy. For those of you dealing with legal situations, the normal order is you got to file this motion, file that motion. I pray that who's opposing you's heart is turned so that they give you what you are asking. Somebody say, Lord, reverse the order. So look, look, he says, the older shall serve the younger. The older son is named Esau. The younger son is named Jacob. When Jacob comes out of the womb, Esau comes first. They're twins. Then Jacob comes. But when Jacob comes, Jacob has reached out his hand. And he's grabbing the heel of Esau. Because when God told that to Rebekah, who else heard? I wish you would please get this. When God answered Rebecca's prayer, who else heard? Jacob heard it. So when Jacob heard that in the womb, when Jacob heard that he's going to be the one, y'all better hear me, that he's going to be the one where the oldest going to serve the younger, Jacob said, I can't wait to get up out of here. I just had a word, and that word's about to change how I handle things. I just heard a word, and that word's about to change my life. No, 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 look. He reaches for the heel of Esau. Before I let go, Esau, get a good look at me. Because you're going to be serving me. <laughs> Some of y'all need to tell them people that have been trying to mess with you, get a good look. Because I heard a word on July 26 that told me I'm going to be so glad I didn't let go. So watch me. So Rebecca doesn't let go. She holds on. What happens to Jacob? He doesn't let go. He grabs on. You're teaching your children how not to let go. All right. Come on. I got 11 minutes. I got to preach this thing. Y'all with me? So look. If we fast forward, in Genesis 25, from exhaustion, Esau, that's the older brother, Jacob is the younger brother, he sells Jacob his birthright blessing. Because who's the firstborn son? Esau. So according to Hebrew tradition, who should get the blessing? Esau. But what did God say? I'm a what? Reverse the order. Now watch this here. Jacob uh, is, or Esau rather sells his birthright to Jacob for some soup and a biscuit. Soup and a biscuit. Campbell's. Oh, this chunky soup too. You know it's good when it's chunky. Mmm, good. You get you some good soup with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Y'all ain't saying that. Get you some good soup with a grilled cheese. Why y'all looking at me bougie face like you don't know nothing about no? 
And your grilled cheese ain't nothing but butter. Butter and cheese. That bread about this thin. Butter and cheese. Watch me. He sells his blessing for a bowl of soup and a biscuit. Here it is, because the Bible says that he's exhausted. Exhaust. I've put out so much, I'm tired of putting out. So here's the point. Don't let exhaustion, let me reverse this, make you let go of what you want most for what you want right now. Somebody say, before I let go. He let go of the blessing so he could have some soup and a biscuit. What have you let go of because you were exhausted and you let go of what you wanted most? What did he want most is the firstborn son, the blessing. But what did he want right now? Here's the truth. Here's the truth. Here's the truth. Here's the truth. Let's be honest. You're not even really that hungry, Esau, because you could have called it a fast. You just want satisfaction. You can't even really say you're starving from hunger, because hunger, the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says you're exhausted, not hungry. The Bible says you're exhausted, not hungry. The Bible says you're exhausted, not hungry. So you just wanted satisfaction. Can I move? Say, Lord, cause me not to let go of what I want most for what I want right now. Be careful what you, what you let go of with your tongue because of temporary pain and problems. Because when you let it go, it might let you go too. And what happened in Genesis 25? The blessing let Esau go. Wow, right? Let's fast forward. In Genesis 27, I'm giving you the short version. See, I'm, I'm giving you hundreds of verses in 10 minutes. In Genesis 27, Isaac, who's Isaac? Esau and Jacob's father. I just want to make sure you got it together so when we do the more we reveal, you know who the father is. Isaac is nearing the end of his life, and Rebekah, tells Jacob to pretend to be Esau so the blessing is spoken over him instead of Esau. You ready? And it is Esau that, watch me, and it is. And Esau ends up hating his brother. Rebecca says, the curse will be on me. Go deceive your father. Now here's what's sad about that. She didn't even have to deceive because what God said was already clear. Whenever you try to shortcut, you'll end up, watch me, you'll end up deceiving when all you had to do is just wait out your delay. She didn't even have to do that. But Rebecca's name in Hebrew, watch me, here's what it means. It means to stall. Shut up. It means to be a noose around your neck. You better be, watch your circle for Rebecca's because they'll end up trying to make you speed up what you need to wait on. Say, Lord, purge Rebecca's from my life. Somebody, don't you let nobody rush you. Mm. Mm. Let me move. I got six minutes. 
So Esau hates his brother. So what do we have? Family trouble. Because one is blessed, the other one can't be. Not with the blessing of the firstborn. The blessing of the firstborn says everything that's Isaac, when, he's, when he dies, it belongs to who? Whoever the blessing of the firstborn was given to. Which means I get what I didn't work for. Simply because I was in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. Y'all still here? So in Genesis chapter 28 through 31, I'm going to give you hundreds of verses in a couple of seconds. Jacob flees to his uncle Laban's house. And he sees one of Laban's daughters. Laban's daughters, one of her name is Rachel. The other one is named Leah. Y'all ready for this? Laban's name means to purify. Y'all ready for this? Jacob sets this term. He says, for seven years, I will work for Rachel for you, Uncle Lab. Here's, here's, here's the problem with that. Don't set bad terms with what you speak. What, 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 what do you mean? What do you mean? Don't set bad terms with what you speak. Why? Because what you end up doing is you will create a bad term based on what you spoke. Why didn't you say, I worked for for 14 days? Everybody look at me. Some of y'all keep saying, when I turn 50, you know, child, I'm going to live. Come here, Jacob, let me help you. You're 22 now. Live now. I'm going to be debt free when I'm 64. You are 24. Be debt free now. What, what are you saying? You set your own terms. So for some of you, the reason you haven't seen it yet is because you never asked for it now. All right, come on, let's go up. I need everybody to say, Lord, forgive me for setting bad terms with my words for myself. Put a praise on the end of that right there. Everybody, everybody, everybody. I'm going to own a business when I'm 40. Man, you're 30. Do it now. You get to set your own terms. Open your mouth and say, I set my own terms. Say it again. Say, I set my own terms. Can I go further? But Laban tricks Jacob and gives his other daughter, Leah. Leah is called weary. Now, depending on the translation of your scriptures uh, or that you use, we use English Standard because that's the highest used version in our app. Um, it says that she's delicate in her eyes. And people have taken that over time to mean that perhaps there was an issue with one of her eyes. While that's partially accurate, it's not fully complete. See, delicate eyes there in Hebrew means she's tired and she's weary. Y'all ready? Who does Jacob really want? Rachel. What does he get? Leah. Everybody look at me. Sometimes God will put something in front of you to see if you will settle for less than what you asked for.
I asked for what? Rachel. What'd you give me? Somebody tired and weary? She's so wore out, she can't bring me no value. So what does Jacob do? What was Jacob's first act out of the womb? To reach. If I do it with me, reach. Please do it. And if you're not going to do it, just stay where you at. Everybody do it. Reach. When you're weary, you don't want to reach. When you're weary, I don't reach for nothing. I'm just going to take what it is, and that's what it is, and that's just what life's going to be. And God says, but if you want what I got, and if you want what I promise you, and if you want what my word says, you're going to have to reach for it. So I taught you coming out of the womb, Jacob, what your life is going to be like. Your whole life you're going to have to reach, which means it's outside of your immediate comfort zone. Somebody say, I have to reach for it. Come on, let's finish this word. So watch. So here it is. This excited me. To get what he actually wanted, he works another seven years. Seven is the biblical number of completion. Okay, now, everybody won't be able to shout right here with me, but for those of y'all that are catching, I want you to shout with me. You ready? So the first part of his journey, he does not get what he actually worked for. For the first part of his journey, Leah don't match what he asked for. And Leah's great, but watch me, I didn't work for her. Leah's amazing, but I didn't work for her. Leah's great, but that's not what I've been through hell for. I didn't go through hell to get this half ass. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. I'm not cussing. Deuteronomy 22 and 10. The Bible says, thou shalt not plow with an oxen and ass together. What does that mean? This is not what I worked for. Somebody say, if it's not what I worked for, it's not over yet. Why am I shouting? Because it took 14 years. I'll shout by myself. It took 14 years for him to work to get what he worked for. And I came to tell somebody that it's going to take a little bit longer to get what you want. But harvest, we're in our 14th year. I just wish I had somebody that would praise God with me right there. Somebody say, 14 years. Say, come on, Rachel. Say, what we worked for is manifesting now. Put a praise on that with me. Somebody say yes, Lord. I need you to catch it. That shouted me good. Because imagine, here it is. Imagine had Jacob let go. Imagine had Jacob let go. Because all he got was tired and weary. You about to be so glad you didn't let go. You about to be so you about to be so thankful you didn't let go. Let me prophesy to me. I'm about to be glad I did not let go. Yeah. 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 Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> 
Somebody say it's about to happen. Say it is happening for us. Say it is happening for me. Cause I didn't let go. Cause I didn't let go. Say I didn't let go. Let me finish. Let me finish. For everybody where life tried to make you let go, but you didn't, I'm giving you 15 seconds to praise God. One, two, three, praise Him. Go. finish let me finish let me finish you're gonna be glad you didn't let go you're gonna be glad you didn't settle for her you're gonna be glad you didn't settle for him you're gonna be glad you didn't settle for that you're gonna be glad you didn't settle for the let me finish let me finish let me finish y'all can't praise him like this in no pandemic up oh, yes we can <laughs> all right, all right, I gotta finish. All right. All right, let me finish. All right, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Now be seated, let me finish. Let me finish. Before, you're going to be so glad you didn't let pressure, you're going to be so glad you didn't let the fact that you didn't have the support you needed. You're going to be so glad that even though your life felt like, here it goes, like a revolving door. You're going to be so glad you let them walk. You're going to be so, God's about to bring people in your life that get it. You didn't waste time for 14 years. You sowed seed. Somebody say, I'm glad I didn't let go. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Here it is. Genesis 32. Genesis 32. I'm giving you hundreds of verses in a few minutes. Esau is coming for Jacob. Watch me. After 14 years, everybody look at me. After 14 years, Jacob didn't let go. Somebody said, I didn't let go. You didn't let go of your praise. You didn't let go of your worship. You didn't let go of your giving. Watch me. You didn't let go of a good attitude. Somebody said, I did not let go. In Genesis 32, Esau's coming for Jacob with 400 men. 
Because Esau didn't let go of what happened before. But watch what Jacob does. Everybody look at me. The enemy's last battle before your big blessing is that something from your past that didn't let go of you. I'm coming for you. It tries to come after you. For some of you, depression never lets you go. For some of you, that ex never lets you go. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. Something from your past that didn't let you go sees that you didn't let go for different reasons. So Esau's last attack, I don't know why y'all ain't sewing like crazy into this. I would be, as soon as I'm done preaching, I'm sewing. Wait a minute, wait a minute. listen. He, he, he says, I'm coming to get you, Jacob. I got 400 men with me. And look at Genesis 32, verses 23. We're gonna look at 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28. Then we out of here. I'm going to let you go. But before I let you go. Genesis 32 and 23. Then he took them. Who's them? That's Jacob's children, servants, and he's got two wives. Now, don't get no ideas. And everything else that he had. Where did he send it? Across the stream. Everybody look at me. So now Jacob has no people around him, and he does not have the use of his possessions. Sounds a little like quarantine. Could it be quarantine was simply God's biblical way to prepare you for your next. I need you to say, I'm ready. He's ready. Let's go. And Jacob, verse 24, please look at the Bible that's on the screen. And Jacob was left alone. Look at me. Many people, you want to know what they say the number one epidemic in America is? It's, it's not coronavirus, it's not heart disease, loneliness. Because most people don't know how to manage the moments where they don't have people around them and the use of their possessions. Let me prove it to you. If I took your phone from you, what would you do? She said, go find another one. But God says, but I need to do my greatest work in you. I have to sterilize the room so you're not contaminated. That's why some people fell off of your life through the pandemic and you were like, what happened to so-and-so? They just fell off. Look at me. Everybody look at me. That was God. 
Anybody that walked away from you in the last 120 days, don't you dare go chase them. That was God. Let's look at the verse. I got to finish. And Jacob, while wow, I'm way over time. And Jacob was left to roam. Watch this next one. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day, which means it's nighttime. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket. And Jacob's hip, come here, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. God says, hey, Jake, um, I'm going to give you a struggle, but you know how to handle those. You were born in a struggle. You struggled when you came out of the womb. You struggled with your brother. Y'all ain't going to say that to me. Your whole life, you've had to fight. And guess what, Jacob? I am the God of Abraham. I am the God of Isaac. And I am the God of, say your name. So this is what it is. I'm the God of men. Here it is. Go to the next verse. He says, he says, let me go. For the day is broken. Here, you come. Y'all both good? Temperature check? You good? Okay, y'all wrestle. I mean, not for real. Don't hurt each other. Y'all got to serve. All right, now fall on the ground. Jacob, fall. All right, now angel, you stand there. All right, give me the verse. All right, everybody stay right where they at. Let me go. The sun's coming up. Which means Jacob was talking to God in the evening. Which means Jacob was commanding his day. That's why I don't understand how some of y'all miss prayer. He says, I will not let you go. So what, what does that mean? What do you have a hold to? The same thing, let his hand go, the same thing you've been holding on to. Because what you learn, Jacob, <laughs> what you learn when you came out of your mama's womb not to do is not to let go. I need you to open up your mouth and say, before I let you go, bless me. Stop. Look, Jacob said, I ain't letting you go before I let you go. Unless you what? Bless me. The angel says to him, look at him, say, what's your name? And he said, Jacob. What does that mean? Heel grabber. Not let go her. Supplanter. Then he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob. Y'all, I'm going to throw this microphone through this camera. But Israel. For you have fought with God and with men. Watch this. I will throw this if y'all don't respond right. And you won. I'm going to throw it. I'm going to throw it. Y'all ain't said nothing to me. You have wrestled with God and you wrestled with people. And you learned not to let. You learned not to let. You learned not to let. Say before I let go. Say before I let go. Give me the verse. It says, you 
been fighting your whole life. Here it is, wondering why your life wasn't easy like some other people's. Because I'm not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Esau. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and say your name. Why is he your God? Because you didn't let go. Because you didn't let go. I need you to open your mouth and say, because I didn't let go. Please make it a chance. Say, because I didn't let go. Come on, open your mouth now, 15. Because I didn't let go. That's why he's your God. Why? Because you didn't let go. That's why you're about to prosper. Why? Because you didn't let go. Didn't let go. Didn't let go. Didn't let go. First. Angel says, I'm about to rewrite your story, Jake. Because the word on the street was that you were aggressive. You're a supplanter. That means to supersede and replace. Often it has a negative connotation. It's not a negative word, though. It means you didn't let go. What's it mean? You didn't let go. I need y'all to type that on the screen. Say, I. I didn't let go. Look at somebody next to him, point to him, tell him, you didn't. You didn't let go. Say it again. You didn't let go. Say it again. You didn't let go. Ah! Look. He says, I'm rewriting your story, Jacob. He says, I'm rewriting your story. How do you are going to come nations? What do we call the Hebrews? children of Israel. God's people. I don't have time to teach it in depth, but just open your mouth and say, that's us. Say it again. Say, that's us. Say, because I didn't let go. I got to quit. I'm way out of time. Notice, this whole time, he didn't let go. Just because ain't nobody watching you doesn't give you a right to. Somebody say it. I didn't let go. I just need you to really get a little gangster in you and say, I didn't let go. Come on, stand up wherever you are and say it. I didn't let go. I didn't let go. I didn't let go. You didn't lose your mind. You didn't give up. You didn't commit suicide. You didn't stop believing. You didn't stop praying. You didn't stop fasting. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means, that not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts 
to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do... I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app. Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.